Hi there, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is very simply to help you establish and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to start this habit, and it literally revolutionized my life. It was certainly not a quick fix. I was at a very low place, very broken, but when I looked up years down the road, I could see how God had used this habit to heal vast places of my heart and to do things in my life that could literally have been done no other way. There is such power in the Word of God, in going to it daily, and when we spend time on our knees. And so over the years, my greatest passion has been both to see people born into the kingdom of God, but also to help them establish this habit in their life. I talked to so many people, and over the years, I've heard so many excuses as to why people can't establish this habit. They don't have time. They don't understand the Bible. They're bored by the Bible. The list goes on and on. But truly, the Word of God is an incredible book. It's the bestseller of all time. And through this podcast, I'm just hoping to help you see it with fresh eyes, to see how it's possible to slow down with it, and that it is the most clear picture we have of God. It's God's book about Himself, and it's how we develop a relationship with Him. And so ultimately, I would love to see you fall in love with your Bible. This is a place where I am going to share both information and also hopefully a little bit of inspiration. Each episode is going to contain two segments, and the episodes are going to hopefully stay rather short. I'd like to keep them somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes, depending upon the day. For the first section of the podcast, I'm going to share just some tips and tricks that I've learned over the years. I will say from the very beginning, this is a discipline. And like any discipline that you ever set out to establish in your life, whether that's running, whether that's eating healthy, it is going to be just something that you are going to make up your mind. You are going to do because you see value in it or you know you should do it. And you're just going to wake up and decide to do it. It is going to be, in some senses, mind over matter and a decision of your will. However, there are a lot of things I've learned over the years of gutting it out that I feel I can share that may be a benefit to you. For example, on the second episode, we're going to talk about time and place. It's very important to establish consistency with this habit. And so we'll just talk about some of the things that you could take into consideration in establishing a time and a place for your daily Bible reading and prayer. On the third episode, I'm planning to talk about the battle that you're going to face to establish this habit because it's so much more than just a habit. The word of God and prayer are fuel for your life, fuel for your soul. And the enemy of your soul knows that. And therefore, he's going to fight you in establishing this habit. So that'll be the third episode. Again, just some practical tips and tricks, things that I've learned over the years. The second segment of the podcast is going to be a devotional thought. I'm just going to read it straight out of my journals. Something I've written along my own personal journey of healing. When I first began to read the Bible, I heard Max Lucado say, read until something jumps off the page at you, write it down, then meditate on it, think it over, maybe study it a little bit. And so that's how I began to read my Bible. And that's how I also began journaling. And over the years, that's really grown. I've 
got about 45 full journals at this point and have written thousands of devotional thoughts. And so just going to share again one in the second segment of the podcast. We're going to talk about a lot of different topics. We're going to talk about joy. We're going to talk about pain. We're going to talk about contentment. We're going to talk about bitterness. And we're going to talk about a lot of other random topics. So as stated previously, the first goal of this podcast is to help you establish and enjoy the habit of daily devotions. The second goal of this podcast is hopefully to bring some hope. As everyone knows, we're living in dark times. There's a lot of uncertainty facing every individual on the face of this planet. And there is hope in the Word of God. And there's hope available for every single one of us. And I just pray that something that's shared here will minister to you wherever life currently finds you. The Word of God has literally been the thing that has sustained me through so many seasons of my life. It is so much more than a book. It's a living, breathing document, literally breathed by God. And it's the way that we get to know God. It's alive and it's powerful and it's possible to have a relationship with it. I once heard a lady named Carol Kent say, it's the word of God that you ingest before trials that will keep you through trials. And I have found that to be the case in my life. And so maybe you don't need hope in this minute, but I believe that getting yourself into the habit of going to the word of God daily for counsel, for guidance, for food, will inevitably prepare you for whatever you may face in your future. So that's just a little overview of the podcast. Again, thank you so much for joining me. I'm very, very grateful. We'll talk about some tips and tricks for establishing this habit. And we will um, just go through a devotional thought in the second segment. Today, I'm going to share a devotional thought called, It is well, it shall be well. So many times we walk through seasons that we don't understand and there's a story in 2 Kings chapter 4 that has been such an inspiration to me in my life. It's the story of the Shunammite woman who's given a promise by God and that promise dies and instead of operating in fear, she operates in faith and she says the words, it is well it shall be well. So without further ado, it is well. These are words spoken by a woman simply known as the Shunammite woman in 2 Kings chapter 4. Without going into all the details of the story, she had been given the promise of a child as a result of her care for Elisha. Though she has been barren and her husband is old, The word spoken over her comes to pass, and she holds a sweet baby in her long, empty arms. But the story takes a tragic turn, and there comes a day where her promise is brought to her and unexpectedly dies on her lap. Though the circumstances look very bleak, most would consider it final, she refuses to accept a dead promise. She lays her precious son on the bed of the man of God and asks her husband to prepare a donkey for her that I may run to the man of God and return again. He questions why, and without one detail shared, she simply states, it shall be well. No mention is made of the death or finality, just that everything is going to be okay. When she arrives at Mount Carmel, she is seen yonder by Elisha and his servant. 
Elisha sends his servant to run to her and ask if it is well with her, with her husband, her child. She responds again with three words of faith, it is well. She did not go into the story or even acknowledge the reality of the situation until she got to the man of God. And when she reaches him, she refuses to let go of him until the faith revealed by her words becomes the reality revealed in her life. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as my soul lives, I will not leave you. And he arose and followed her. Elisha arrives at her home and a series of steps produce miraculous results. The promise that once lay dead on the bed sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Elisha calls for her and says, Take up thy son. The story ends rather abruptly with the following verse. Then she went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out. It was well. Her words of faith paved the way for miracle power to unfold in a hopeless situation. What most would have seen as a finality became one of the few resurrections from the dead on the pages of scripture. The Shunammite woman's story takes what we would consider a beautiful plot twist to a happy ending. But I believe it would have been well with her, even if the story had ended differently. She was clearly a woman of faith, and faith does not always see the results it hopes for. Faith holds on when prayers are not answered. Faith remains through challenges, trials, adversity, struggle, and hardships. I am reminded of another individual who said it as well. His name was Horatio G. Spafford, and he penned the famous hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, in 1873. The words he spoke and the words we sing to this day were not birthed from miracles or answered prayers. Mr. Spafford wrote the lyrics of his soul following deep loss and tragedy. From Wikipedia, we see the story unfold. This hymn was written after traumatic events in Spafford's life. The first two were the death of his four-year-old son and the Great Chicago Fire of 1871, which ruined him financially. He had been a successful lawyer and had invested significantly in property in the area of Chicago that was extensively damaged by the Great Fire. His business interests were further hit by the economic downturn of 1873, at which time he had planned to travel to Europe with his family on the SS Villa du Havre. In a late change of plan, he sent the family ahead while he was delayed on business concerning zoning problems following the Great Chicago Fire. While crossing the Atlantic Ocean, the ship sank rapidly after a collision with a sea vessel, the Loch Ern, and all four of Spafford's daughters died. His wife, Anna, survived and sent him the now-famous telegram, Saved Alone. Shortly afterwards, as Spafford traveled to meet his grieving wife, he was inspired to write these words as his ship passed near where his daughters had died. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrow like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. You see the words of faith, it is well, it shall be well, can be spoken in hope of a miracle, but they can also be spoken in the wake of tragedy. 
My pastor has often said our faith is not in outcomes. Our faith and the condition of our soul is not dependent upon what we see with natural eyes. Our faith is, according to Hebrews 11, the evidence of things unseen. Our faith holds on to hope while we say it is well with a dead promise laying on the bed. And our faith holds on to the sovereignty of God when loss rocks our world and leaves our souls in shreds and tatters. It is well can be spoken before the miracle, and it is well can be spoken following the lack thereof. Faith is sometimes proven by a tenacious clinging to the goodness of God when life doesn't look good. It can be well with your soul when it is not well with your life. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. That's just a little devotional thought. And I pray that it will be a blessing to you. It'll be a reminder that God is good when we have our prayers answered the way we hope. And God is good when our prayers are not answered the way that we hope. God is sovereign and God is in perfect control. And whatever you're facing right now, God is with you. Just a little reminder. Thank you again so much for joining me for today's episode. I hope that you'll be back. Look forward to seeing you again next Friday. If you have any questions or if you'd like to download a typed or handwritten manuscript of today's entry, please visit MegUnedited.com. For now, go grab your Bible and your journal. Looking forward to seeing the power of this habit in your life. I'm Meg. This is Unedited. This is for you. Happy Friday.